Greetings, sisters and brothers. This is uh, Wolf Hemara with another episode of WDRS Talk, the Wolf's Den Radio Show Talk. Thank you very much for joining me for another episode. It is episode six, and uh, it is during uh, Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to all Americans who are listening to this around the world and in America. And wherever you're listening, thank you very much for joining me. I hope you are doing well. And uh, this episode is episode six, and it's going to be part one of Stories from the Road. Um, And uh, it's basically um, my personal... uh, personal memories of events uh, that have happened while I was uh, touring on the road with my uh, different bands, Wolfgang, Three-Headed Dog, Locomotive, and others as well. So I hope you enjoy this one. And I, uh, as usual, I want, you to, I want to invite you to please, oh, excuse me, please um, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get fresh episodes every every time they come out of the oven and also give a nice follow for WTRS Talk in on Spotify and you will get uh, fresh episodes there as well and of course turn off turn on your notifications all right here we go this is episode 6 part 1 of stories from the road all right This story takes place in a small town right outside of Metro Manila in a province called Bulacan and the town's called Santa Maria, Santa Maria Bulacan and uh, this was, uh, I'm not sure what year this was, I would would say 94, 93 or 94. And uh, this was the first time that Wolfgang, my first, my second band, but my first major band, uh, this was the first time that we played out of town, which means that uh, we played out of uh, the city for the first time. And uh, in the Philippines, when you're a band uh, that's based in in the capital of Manila, uh, going out of town is a very big deal, you know, because people from from outside the city want to hear you, want to see you. So this was the first time that uh, someone booked us for a, a gig outside of the city. So we were very excited. <clears throat> I think it happened uh, on a Friday night. We still had our um, our regular uh, gig at Weekends Live in Makati. I'm talking about Wolfgang. We would play there every Friday. But I think this time around we, we took the we took the day off from our regular uh, schedule so we could play this gig um, in Bulacan. So here we go, Friday night. I'm not sure if we were uh, driven by the promoters or we drove there. I think we drove there, and uh, some of the guys from Razorback were there with us. I, I remember Miguel Ortigas, the drummer of Razorback at the time. He was there uh, helping us out, and I think Dave, David Aguirre was there as well. I'm not sure about the rest of the guys, but um, we also had some roadies from uh, 
guys that hung out in uh, Perfectly Castro's uh, rehearsal studio in uh, in Paranaque. So the, these these guys would eventually become Roadies Inc. Would be the Roadies of Wolfgang, a very very talented group of guys that uh, you know that that roadied for Wolfgang for the whole time that we were existing and uh, and um, playing playing tours and stuff. So here we go. We are uh, we reach Santa Maria Bulacan. It's not that far from from Manila, uh, from Metro Manila. It's right outside the city. And uh, we get there, and we are greeted by the uh, promoter. And uh, I remember that we had to uh, we had dinner first before going into the uh, the venue. Um, so. Please remember, this is the first time that we are playing outside of Manila. This is our first uh, uh, gig with uh, with people who don't know who we are, because the uh, the first album hadn't come out yet. I'm not sure if we had "Darkness Fell" already on the radio. Um, I don't think so, because nobody knew who the hell we were. <laughs> When we got there, um, I think the, the promoters watched us in Weekends Live and they wanted to uh, bring us to their town. So we get there, we get to the, the promoter's house, we have dinner, it's a nice home-cooked meal, you know, inside their home. Uh, it would be the first of many uh, promoters that we meet and, 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 and meals, free meals that we, that we will enjoy in the, in the coming years. And so we eat our dinner, and then we start. We after dinner we hung out. We hang out outside in the outside patio, and then um, one of the roadies. I think no, 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 not. I, I think it was the promoter. He just went. <laughs> he went. Uh, he went to us and just flat out said, "It's like, do you guys want some drugs?" And then I'm like, "Well, uh, in my head, it's like if you got some weed, yeah, I'll take some weed." <laughs> But apparently he did not have weed. He had uh, stronger drugs. Uh, he was offering shabu, or uh, uh, in, in America you would call that crack. And uh, so we, we uh, hum- kindly declined because none of us um, um, did that stuff. And uh, it was kind of weird. And I was kind of bummed out that he didn't have any weed. Because we did ask for weed, it's like uh, we don't do shabs, but hey, if you got some weed, we'd like some. But he's like, uh, I don't have any. So we're like, okay, thank you anyway. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. All right, moving on. So we get to the we we drive off to the venue, and the venue is this outdoor tennis court. You know, um, like in the middle of town. We have basketball courts and tennis courts. So our, 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 where we were going to play was an outside, outdoor tennis court. And uh, um, picture this. The, the tennis court had a fence all around it. So you had to enter the court. It wasn't just an open court. And they had covered the fence with, uh, I think, some blue tarpaulin. So that nobody from the outside could uh, could see what is happening inside the show. So I think uh, the 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 tickets were 
either 30 pesos or 50 pesos. 50 pesos is approximately 95 US cents to a dollar. And 30 pesos is even cheaper, probably 65 cents. Anyway, so we get in there and we see the stage and instruments are already set up, the amps, the drums, the drum set. So I see the drum set and it's got uh, two bass drums. And I'm like, whoa, nice. I get to play with two bass drums, even though I don't know how to play double bass. It still looks cool, man, and it did. It, it looked cool from, from, you know, from when we were walking from the entrance going towards the stage. It was a white drum set, I remember. I'm not sure what the brand was, but it had two bass drums. And, and there you go, and then a couple of uh, uh, a guitar amp and a bass amp. So we go towards the stage to do our sound check, a line check and a sound check, if you want to call it that. And uh, the, the closer I got to the drum set, the, the, the clearer the picture became and uh, I am about to describe to you what I saw once I got behind the drum set and sat on the throne. So here we have a drum set with two bass drums, okay? So picture it like Lars Ulrich's bass drums, you know, drum set. And I sit on the thing, so the, 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 the main uh, kick drum on my right foot is fine. Uh, it's got a uh, bass pedal, you know, the whole thing, normal. But the bass drum on my left foot was kind of missing some stuff. And it was actually missing a, fr- a, a drum head. Both drum heads were missing. So it was, the sh- it was just the shell of the kick drum. Okay, so I'm looking at it, I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this thing? There are no skins on the thing. But there was a, a bass pedal for that drum. So I'm like looking at, okay, there's a bass pedal, but there's no skin. So, okay, this looks weird. And then I start to just, I just tell everybody. It's like, hey, everybody, check this out. And it's funny, then people are just laughing, you know, when they see it, it's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's like, why the fuck did they have to, they still bring that double, that extra bass drum when there's no skin on it. But they, uh, they had a bass pedal, so <laughs> it was very weird. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So, um, and then um, I look up and... I I don't have my my own symbols yet, but I think I am still borrowing a set of symbols, a set of amateur symbols from my uh, from my friend uh, Bongoy Manahan. So I had that in tow, but here's the here's the weird thing. When I looked up on the thing to put, you know, to see what the symbols were like, there weren't any symbols because the symbol stands or what they wanted to pass off as symbol stands were actually these things that you see in the hospital. These, um, these stands that carry dextrose bottles. So, you know, it, it has wheels, it has four wheels, and it's a, and it's a stand. 
it goes above your head and it hangs so, so you can hang a dextrose bottle that will be inserted into your veins to give you some fluids when you're in the hospital. So those were <laughs> those were the symbol stands, quote unquote. And it's like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, why? <laughs> I mean, why would they put dextrose stands as symbol stands? I'm like, who? I'm like, who, who the fuck put this drum set together? And apparently, um, the promoters were uh, kind of boasting that uh, the guy who, who provided the, the, uh, the backline and the sound system was Gary Perez, who is a, uh, um, a, a Pinoy rock, Filipino rock icon. And he used to be the guitarist of San Paguita. But I think during these years, in the early 90s, uh, he was into a lot of uh, stuff that the promoter was uh, offering to us after dinner. You know, he was definitely not on marijuana because this shit, this drum set, this Franken kit. There we go, uh, Miguel. Uh, uh, he he uh, he christened that set as the Franken kit because it was like a Frankenstein monster, and there was no way for me to put symbols on these dextrose uh, um, stands. There's no way because they're not symbol stands. So I don't remember how, I don't remember how we did this. I think there were symbol stands, maybe one or two, or maybe just one, real ones. And then those dextrose stands, like there were like two on each side, of course. One for the crash symbol, one for the ride symbol. Oh my God. So, I don't know what we did about the cymbals, but we had to start the set somehow. We had to start playing. So, whoever was in there, which was the band, Wolfgang, the four members of Wolfgang are roadies and are some of our friends, the promoters, and that's it. Nobody, excuse me, nobody from the outside of the tennis court was coming in because <laughs> why would you come in when you can hear the music from outside. So um, so we start to play. I think we just play covers at the time. I think we had Darkness, Darkness Fell written already. But uh, no, no original music yet. It was all covers. I remember playing Sunshine of Your Love of Cream. Probably did... Covers we probably did bad company and free the usual covers that we were doing at the time. And after every song, so ticket prices were either 30 pesos or 50 pesos. I'm not sure which one, but after every song, the promoter would get on the mic from the from the mixing board and he would bark out to the people who were listening already outside and who couldn't who didn't want to come in. Um, because they could hear the music already, so why, why pay when you can hear it already? Um, he goes, okay, tickets. And this was he, he's barking out in Tagalog, but um, he was barking out like, okay, tickets are now forty pesos. That's ten pesos off. Come on in. We're, we're having a good time here. And he's barking out, and, and then we play our next song. 
dun, 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 and then we end that song and then he starts barking again on the mic's microphone alright tickets are now 30 pesos he takes off another 10 bucks off the ticket and still nobody comes in we're like well, we can hear the band already why are we gonna come in we don't know this band at all so why should I pay for a band that I don't know and, uh, and the music I can hear already so we play another song another song and um, you know everyone who's in there is enjoying it our, our own group and we're like we, we're just tossing up it's like let's just treat this as a practice gig you know to, to practice our our our, our, our Or uh, practice our songs, you know, practice as a band, because nobody's watching. And after every song, the promoter keeps taking off five pesos. All right, it's 25 bucks. All right, after next song, all right, it's 20 pesos. All right, another 15 pesos. Ten, and it went down to five pesos. The promoter was buying. Okay, you fuckers, we are selling tickets at five pesos each. That's that's less than a that's less than a penny, and nobody, nobody came in. Nobody came in to watch Wolfgang on our first out of town show. So we finished the set, and it's really a blur what happens after that because you know probably nothing. Just went home, had stories about Frank and Kit. And you know, and the drugs being offered, you know, it, and and now I'm telling it to you, uh, 25 years later, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, one of one of what is going to be a lot of stories from the road. This is the first one, and literally the first out of town road show, and. Uh, Yeah, no one would watch Wolfgang for five pesos. All right, sisters and brothers, I hope you liked that one, that story. Um, I'm going to be giving you more stories from the road um, every other episode. And uh, I hope you liked that one. I hope you enjoyed it. It was funny then. It's still funny now. And uh, please do spread the word about WTRS Talk. All right. Thank you very much. This has been your host, Wolf Hemara. Have a great week. Spread the love. Legalize cannabis and rock on forever. Black Lives Matter.